I mean, Laura's not here today. True. Mm, Briones, Briones True. is getting us into the show, and Bronstein is taking over. It takes two people to do Laura's job around here. So, uh, Settle down, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? Math. Numbers don't lie, bruh. Numbers yeah. don't lie. Right, it takes two I'm people. Out. See ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but nonetheless, she is stirring the pot on Twitter, uh, talking about Greg and his love for In-N-Out fries. Uh, which, look, I love In-N-Out as much as the next guy. The burgers are great fast food burgers. But I'm kind of with Laura here. The fries are just okay, Bergman. Stop it. Stop it. The fries are delicious. I love the fries there. I mean, I'm, love? Really? I do. I love I love the In-N-Out fries. I'm not even going to deny it. I love In-N-Out fries. But here, here's, the, here's the question. If I am in the mood for a Frosty, I will wait in line at Wendy's just for that Frosty. Damn. Are you waiting in line just for those fries? Or are the fries like a happy sort of, you know, package deal? Correct. But, but not enough for you to go just for the fries. Yeah. That's fair. I will not go just for the fries. But okay, then you don't love them. Then you don't love the fries then. You don't love them. But I won't go anywhere for just fries, though. Not even I, McDonald's? No, no. I don't even like McDonald's I mean, fries. McDonald's fries are still the king. Isn't I mean, this I love where McDonald's, you usually remind us that McDonald's is a sponsor? Aren't you supposed to say you I love McDonald's? Oh, both are actually in and out and McDonald's are okay. both sponsors. Don't you, don't you just love McDonald's fries now, Bergman? I No, I said I, I love McDonald's. I'm not a big fan of the fries. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Animal-style fries. Okay, now look. I got it. It's, it's not good for you, okay? But you got to have no food guilt to throw on top of the fries the uh, the sauce, the onions, I mean, th- those are good fries. You can't drive with those fries. I can tell you that right now. Uh, yeah, look, I love In-N-Out burgers. I, yeah, fries are fine. And, you know, animal style makes it better. But, you know, like, I- I'm just saying, like, it, In-N-Out burger, best fast food burger. Okay? I'm in on that. Best fries? McDonald's is the king. Like, it's just, it, it's, it's okay. To uh, don't that. forget about Five Guys. Five Guys fries are money. Oh, no. Yes, five they guys. are. Double fried? They're amazing. No. 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 Five Guys feels like, I don't know, man. It's like they're very oily. Like, I don't know. I, five just, Guys got a good hot dog. Like, you know, I never get a hot dog. A hot dog? A hot dog? You go to a burger joint for a hot dog? No, no. What but, the hell, Cap? I know, yeah, but I give mean, it a little. Seriously. Give it one. Give it one we, time. Give no, they, they butterfly no. the dog, LZ. I don't care what they do to the dog. That dog right. should not be in that pound. Right. I, <laughs> I, exactly. So I've I've been to Shake Shack. They have they have all sorts of other stuff that aren't burgers. Like and what? I'm like, they got a hot dog. As a they matter do? of fact. Oh, yeah. See, I never would get a hot dog, but it just so then, happens. Then why five are you guys getting it? Five dog. guys. Then they got right. a great dog. I, um, you're not buying no, this, no, sorry. You're not buying It's hard for me to get in a vehicle, wait in the line, fight traffic for a hot dog. Agreed. Unless it's the Dodger Stadium. But that's at Dodger Stadium. Correct. I didn't go there for the dog. I went there for the game. Go for the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to Five Guys for the dog. I'm just happening to say that if I find myself in a Five Guys, I didn't know their fries were that great, but I do know that they got a good dog. I don't know, man. Mm. I'm going to let you handle that. <laughs> hey, speaking of handling things, real quickly. LZ, on our pre-show meeting, you took off, and I said to the guys, I go, hey, did I miss this yesterday, or was LZ clean-shaven yesterday? I'm a pretty observant guy. And Bronstein said, Kaplan, you notice the most ridiculous things about people. I go, ridiculous? LZ had a long goatee forever, and it's gone. He's all clean-shaven. He looks great. Did I miss that yesterday? Uh, I did shave it yesterday. Um, I was clean-shaven yesterday. Um, But you know what? I... 
thank you for noticing. Dude, you look great. <laughs> you look great, man. It's uh, it was uh, you know, sort of those passive aggressive directions for my husband. Oh yeah. Where he kind of looks at me and goes, "Huh." And that's it. I knew what he was saying. <laughs> Just huh? He's yeah. He's he's, he's got a huh. It, once you you know how it is when you're married with somebody long enough. There's no need for sentences. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks at you, stares at your face, and goes, "Huh." And that was the end of that. That was it. Yep. I'm feeling that. Well, yeah. you look great, man. You look very clean shaven, very smooth. You look great. Well, thank you. My chin is seeing 2021 for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, hey, so speaking of 2021, look, it, this, this year's been strange. We, we know that. And a lot of strange things have come out of it. So what I would say is, would it shock you if a professional football player were breaking Important NBA news, LZ Granderson. It would not shock me, depending on upon who was the football player. Okay, what if I told you this football player was Allen Robinson, and Allen Robinson is telling us that Andre Drummond is going to the Nets? That would surprise me. Okay. That would surprise me. Allen um, Robinson, the Chicago Bears, who was franchised today. Right. Yes. I, I'm sitting here, and I'm trying, and I was trying to figure out you know, how could he possibly have this kind of personal information, right? Especially considering Andre's not even bought out yet. So I'm sitting there and I'm like going, hmm, now you're saying they knew each other from Detroit. Right, George? Yeah, he, he, uh, Allen Robinson's originally from Detroit, and right, and, and Andre Drummond played in Detroit for a long time. Yeah, that, that still doesn't feel like enough for me. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more towards he's just trolling us for the hell of it than he's actually breaking news. I actually thought it was really funny the way he puts in his tweet, per sources. This isn't like, hey, everybody, um, I'm buddies with this basketball player, and here's where I think he's headed. It's per sources, like it's an official report. Yeah. Like he's gone all Adam Schefter or Woj on us. Right. Right. That's the reason why I, I felt like he was kind of maybe trolling us a little bit because while he is – born in Detroit he never played in Detroit so it was like you know if you and 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 Drummond are you know at or around the same age that means you were basically gone by the time he arrived so like when did this relationship develop if it's from like a Detroit connection not that it's saying that you couldn't it's just well we know brothers ain't you know spending their off seasons in Detroit so, you know, it's not like they were hanging out in Miami or L.A. or Atlanta and they ran into each other. So I'm trying to figure out, like, how could they have a close enough relationship to the point in which Dre would feel good enough to tell him his plans in the event that he gets bought out? Yeah, now that you're selling it like this, I'm starting to think about the possibility of being trolled because it wasn't long after Allen Robinson throws out this tweet about Andre Drummond and him going to the Nets, possibly. But then ESPN's Field Yates jumps in and goes, yo, um, you got any Allen Robinson franchise tag updates for us? It's almost as if Robinson was saying, go look over there at that NBA story (laughs) and don't even bother me about my whole franchise thing that's happening today. I mean, it might have been. Um, but, you know, I, you never know, like, how these guys could be friends. Like, it's very possible. And what if – now, if he does end up going to the Nets, like, how would that make you feel? Like, because, look, stranger things have certainly happened, man. Well, I, okay. I still wouldn't know if it was him. I mean, because we, many of us think that, you know, the Lakers, the Nets, you know, are teams that Dre would go to anyway. 
Right. Um, and the Nets, it would seem, just based on numbers alone, have How much the, money do they have? Well, you know, that's just it. I was, <laughs> I was looking at that today. Well, okay, I, I'll give you they, an example. Yeah, I, but, I'll tell okay. you what it is, real Go quick. Go so they gave Blake, I think, $2.1 million. Mm-hmm. They had five points. I want to say $5.7 million available. So they still got three and change available to give uh, Andre Drummond if they wanted to, if he gets bought out. Well, Which is more than the uh, the Lakers had eight hundred and ten thousand. Yeah, right. right. So, so the dollars. Even if you're saying I'm not chasing the dollars, I'm chasing the championship. Well, what Brooklyn has is they have a possibility at a championship, and they actually have three times as much money for you. Correct. Right. I, the only thing I would say, you know, if if Dre is kind of going through this, you know, process, if you will, he's going to get more run in the, with the Lakers. He's going to get way more run because they need him. For Brooklyn, do they though? Do they need him? Like if AD the Lakers comes back, if do they AD, need him as much? Yes, they oh, still I don't need agree him. With that, well, I don't agree with that. Have you not seen Marcus Gasol the first part of the season? Yeah, but if they're going to in the playoffs, if they go small, which they're going to do a lot, like I feel right. like you know, then then Andre Drummond is not as necessary. True, but we know that the Lakers went big and small to get this championship. The no, there's no, like, there's no, yeah, Jokic is real. I we mean, don't, just, I mean, that's one opponent, is what I'm that, saying. And you that, may or may not see him. Well, you only need one opponent to beat you. But do you think the Lakers would have lost that series? I don't know if they would have gotten through as easily as they did. Remember, there was last okay, second. That's different, though. There was there was a last second <laughs> shot that everyone keeps forgetting about that may or may not have gone in, which could have turned the series. So, Maybe. you know, it, it's like I know we won four one. But we didn't beat them down. No, no, in all no, those no. Games. Was, they were close outside of they game were, one. Right. Yeah. They were. They but were I close. don't think they lose the series. Well, put it this way: Do you feel good putting Mark Gasol on Jokic for the duration of a series? No, I, I don't care. No, I don't. I don't. But I'll say this: And that's why they need right. Drummond. But I don't care because I don't think the rest of that team is better than what the Lakers are going to put out there. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, I mean, I know Jamal Murray has hit big shots and all that, but Jamal Murray's been fairly inconsistent this year already. Um, like, he was inconsistent last year, too. He, he's been in and out of your uh, your top 30 this year. No, he, stay, like. he stays in my top 30. Okay. He stays in my top 30. I just, I don't know. I feel like the Denver Nuggets are a little bit fraudulent. You know, I feel the Jazz are a little bit fraudulent. The only team that would worry me a little bit is the Clippers. That's it. It doesn't change the fact that uh, we're talking about a team in the Lakers that aren't positive what the future holds for Anthony Davis. And even if he does come back, after that, there really is not an athletic big guy. And so, you know, this is about, and I thought this point was made yesterday, it's not necessarily just about trying to make a run for this year. Drummond's a guy that could be around for the next few years. And I think that's kind of an interesting perspective on this too, is is, is it just one year, rent a guy, need a guy now, or is it could he be part of the next couple of years, and don't you need another big body? I would say you definitely need – I mean, I'm the one that said he could be for the long haul, so obviously I – Yeah, you've I, sold me. You've yeah, sold I, me on I this. definitely feel like Andre Drummond could be a vital piece going forward because, listen, I know everyone is enamored with perimeter play, and so am I. But the Lakers were number one – in the paint last year. We were number one. And so between our defense and our efficiency scoring, those are some of the biggest reasons why we won the championship, not because of our perimeter offensive play per se. 
So when I think about what we lost, what we replaced it with, there seems to be, in my opinion, a gap between the height advantage that we had a season ago, which clearly was very helpful, and what we're offering now. We can out small ball anyone still, but we can't out big people. And I love the fact that the Lakers were balanced last season and this season were not as balanced. No, they're definitely not as balanced, but I don't know. Like, I, like, I, I think it's important. I don't, I think he, they, the Nets need him more because I actually feel like just as much as you think like Mark is not uh, very good anymore. DeAndre Jordan is pretty sorry. He's pretty, days, he's like. pretty shot too. Yeah. He is. <laughs> so, you know, like, he ain't staying with no AD Listen. if AD's healthy. So I feel like they – and Blake sure as hell not going to do that. So that's why I feel like they would need him more. Um, but, again, all this is predicated on AD's health. Right, right. And, and, you, and you know how you know that DeAndre Jordan is shot? Because because our man James Harding is yelling at him on defense. Right, right. right. <laughs> that's James how you Harden know. James Harden has been really good for Brooklyn since he got there. He has that, been uh, really, really good. Yes. So, all right, look, we'll ask the audience, 877-710-ESPN, do you need Andre Drummond? Like, do you need him? Like, need is the key word there. Uh, also, there is this on Baron Davis. Baron Davis actually tweeted something out that makes me feel like there could be more to this Baron Davis thing than meets the eye. We'll get to that in a couple seconds. We'll be back in about two and a half minutes. Stick around. But first, Kiki with traffic. What's up, Kiki? Hey, George, thank you so much. Busy Tuesday afternoon. I'm going to head on out to Diamond Bar. Diamond Bar Boulevard northbound at the 60, that, that Pomona Freeway, right before the 57. We've got all lanes blocked in both directions. This is a, the end of a pursuit, and so we've got just a, a lot of police activity through the area. So, so if I can help you to avoid that area, please do so. This report sponsored by the California Labor and Workforce Development Agency. Essential workers are the foundation of our economy, our families, and communities depend on them. If you're concerned about your safety at work due to COVID-19, take action, learn your rights. Visit dir.ca.gov forward slash COVID. I'm Kiki with your traffic 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I mean, you do notice weird things, Kaplan. There is I mean, that. dude, the guy had a freaking gigantic goatee for Evs. It's not like it just went away and it was like, hey, there's something different about you, Elsie. I can't figure it out. I can't put my finger on it, but just something just, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's pretty obvious, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think that, I don't think that observation was as weird as some of the other things you said. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've seen, you know, LZ in all these different uh, facial hair iterations, right? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe That's it's true. just like, there, it's just not new to me. It's new to you, Cap. Okay, right, that's fine. I mean, he kind of—I gotta say—he looked very, very tough when he had the 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 whole thing going on with the goatee. So you now say he, he looks, looks less tough now. I'm saying now he looks like very, very cute. Like he's a whole different LZ to me. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. What's just happened to this show? 
I felt like we were on a road, and all of a sudden, Cap got the steering wheel, and now I'm Tiger Woods. Just so everyone knows, this isn't my fault, all right? Laura's not here, and all of a sudden, things go off the rails. Like, we had a meeting beforehand that's a Google Doc about what we were supposed to be saying. Speaking of the meeting, and you heard Bronstein there in for Laura today. Uh, Cap, you did make this observation, and it was astute. Uh, Bronstein is an Android guy. So what happens is our entire group text is all screwed up now because, you know, when when you're all on iPhones, it makes it easier to do the iMessage and the group. You know, the Android guy does stick out literally like a sore green thumb in this particular case, Bronstein. I'm going to have to block you. What? Block me? (laughs) Because you flooded my text messages. And I have to scroll and scroll and scroll to find Chris's insults against me. Right. <laughs> right. 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 I like the insults to be very obvious. I don't like to have to search for the insults. I prefer them to just smack me right in the face with insults. Yeah. So don't make me search for them. There's always one guy in a group text that's an Android guy, and everybody else got to live in the Android world because of one guy. Listen to me. Everybody should have an iPhone at this stage of the game. Now, I know there's a lot of Androiders out there who go, no, no, no. You should have an Android smart guy. But I just think the iPhone's the easier uh, thing because everybody seems to have one. Am I wrong here? Are there more Androids than iPhones? I don't know. Are there? It it feels like in my peer group, there's way more iPhones than Androids. There are very few Androids in my peer group. LZ? Yeah, I'm similar. You know, we got hooked with those commercials for the iPod. Yeah. Yeah. And ever since then, it's kind of been hard to get out of that Apple vortex. Yeah. Yeah. I I am curious. Although nowadays, you know, there's WhatsApp. There's all these different, like, chat apps. Uh, I guess we could do that and make it a lot easier and not have to do the green uh, text chat thing. Although that's just an extra step. But uh, LZ's you, right. You get caught in the Apple vortex. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but that's what happens because then it becomes an Apple laptop, an iPad, a right. desktop, an well, iPhone, Well, an here's iWatch. the deal. So I, I am committed. Like LZ said, I am committed, right? So I've got all Apple products. I've got, you know, a Mac in front of me, and I'm able to bring up my text messages, except they only come in as iMessages. So if it is an Android, it won't come on my computer screen. Like I got to check on my phone. So it is an extra layer of work, Bronstein. That is, for me at least. These are, by the way, pretty obvious observations. When a gentleman is rocking a gigantic goatee for a really long time and all of a sudden he's clean shaven, people notice that stuff. When you're on a group text and there's only one person with, yeah. a, with, oh, with an Android. that sticks out. Yeah. And, and it sticks out like a sore thumb. These are pretty general observations from people who have their eyes open and are paying attention. That's all. Nothing major here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So Baron Davis, we were talking about the Andre Drummond thing. Mm-hmm. So Andre Drummond, you know, is playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers, or technically not playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers, but you get the point. He's on their roster, and he makes $28 million on expiring contracts, so the whole point is the Lakers obviously would need him to get bought out. So speaking of buyouts, now Baron Davis tweeted this today because remember Baron Davis, at the end of his, towards the end of his career, was on the Cleveland Cavaliers when LeBron was with Wade and Bosh. So Barron tweeted this out today with all the Drummond news that's out there. He says, I remember Dan Gilbert sent a message to me. He wouldn't let me out of my deal if I went to play with LeBron, exclamation point, exclamation point, facts. He knew that's where I was going to play, and he played hardball. He said if I went to play with LeBron, he would win a title. I told him. LeBron's going to win one anyway, Um, which he was right, and poor Barron didn't get a chance to latch on to a championship team. But 
which they probably could have used uh, him, especially that first year. Chauncey Billups went through a similar thing, actually, that was he wasn't allowed to go. He wasn't bought out uh, in the right situation. Uh, but, you know, do you believe that Dan Gilbert could still, LZ, be playing hardball because it is LeBron on the other side? Even though he brought him another, even though he brought him a championship, uh, it's not hardball. I think hardball is when you both are going after the same thing and you're okay. fighting. You're willing to be a little dirty. I think that's hardball. Okay. What he would, what he is being is petty, which he really has no horse in this race. Andre Drummond is not helping them win. Trading Andre Drummond won't turn into a winner. Now this is simply being petty to prevent a former player on another team from several years ago. From winning a championship, that's being petty, <laughs> right? Right, but it's but it's not beyond Dan Gilbert or, by nope. the way, other no. team owners, right? So, right. To right. to say now, hold on a second here. So yeah, okay, LeBron left. He went. And he won. He came back. He delivered. But he's gone now. And so you know what? I really don't want to help him. So I'm going to you know I'm going to Baron Davis this guy. Because I don't want him going to help LeBron win more. Is it petty? A hundred percent. Is it realistic? Absolutely. And is it beyond these guys, no matter how much money or success they have? Uh, absolutely not. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Let's go to the phones. Tony's in downtown LA. What's up, T? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm a LZ though. I really feel that we really do need Drummond, but we really just need a big man. Period. And if we actually don't win the championship this year, which I hope we do, what's it called? It's gonna we're gonna look back at letting what's it called Dwight Howard leave because man, I like Marcus Gasol in the past, but to be honest with you, he's trash now. You know, yeah, he can pass the ball and everything, but he's really just trash, man. He can't really do anything. Oh, I know. I hate slow. that word. I, I Tony, People, I hate that's that. That's like word. a new thing, though. Everybody's like, I hate man, that he, word. he's trash. You know, he's trash. I hate it. I know what you're saying. Yeah. He's been really yeah. bad. I'm with you on that. I, I mean, just hate the word trash. I, I, don't, I won't call him trash, but I'll just say I, I said so when we signed him. <laughs> like, yeah. he was he was obvious he was done in Toronto. That last year, that la- the playoffs was bad. The playoffs were the bad. Season. Right. Yeah, the playoffs were bad. And you, you knew that it was, it was a wrap. He's very skilled. Yes. He's still a very skilled big man. Yes. And I think in small dosages, he can help us tremendously. Yeah. 15 minutes. But if we're leaning on him to be a defensive force in pick and rolls mm-hmm. and to, to score points on offense, you know, and clean up games and, thing, and clean up possessions and things like that, he just isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing about Mark. Last season, guys, we could depend on our bigs to score in the paint. Right. If yeah, if necessary, right? If necessary. Yeah. Like that that little, you know, pick and roll easy, you know, lob pass that Bron feasted on for a good chunk of the regular well, season. It was the opening play to JaVale McGee felt like yes. every game almost. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. that's gone. Yeah. That option is completely gone outside of Anthony Davis. Correct. Yeah. When we had three guys that would do that play for us last season. Which then gets back to the question of the word need versus want. Do you need Drummond or would you want Drummond? And right. If, and, and I got to say, whether Anthony Davis is fully healthy and comes back or he doesn't, I actually still think the word is need more than want. I don't okay. think he's a complimentary piece. I think he's a uh, – and by the way, it doesn't have to necessarily just be him – another big body. 
is something that this roster seems to really, really need. Let's go to David and Downey. What's up, David? So this goes out to Bergman. I love me some In-N-Out. I even have me a little In-N-Out flash tattoo, but their fries are god-awful. So well, you might have... Love the, I wouldn't love go the that far, but you know. Wait, but I, you I just say, don't think they're as great as Bergman thinks. Did you say you have a an In and Out tattoo? Did you say that? Yeah, I got an In and Out flash tattoo. Uh, you know, one of those little like uh, Friday the Thirteenth. They do little designs, and uh, some uh, my artist did a little In and Out cup. Nice. Cool, so I like that. So you yeah. really, really, really love In and Out, or do you have other fast food restaurants tattooed on your body? That's the only one. The only non like non. Tattoos that I've ever thought of was that one, and I also got a tribute for Kobe. So those are just kind of like the flash tattoos I've ever gotten. Do you have a picture of Kobe going to an In-N-Out burger as a tattoo? I have him in line when he won his Oscar. Okay. Okay. When he got In-N-Out. Can you? uh, Hey, dude, can you take a picture of the In-N-Out tattoo and send it to us on Twitter or something? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Of course. I'll send it over. And for the rest of our listeners, if you have a McDonald's or a McDowell's, either one, send those as well. Wendy's, Burger King, whatever. Yeah, My my buddy has a Buffalo Wild Wings tattoo, and you get 15% off if you show it to them. Okay. Yeah, that trade-off ain't working for me. Yeah. I'm glad we think it. Yeah. So, David, I'm sorry. You wanted to say what on Drummond? You were saying you were in on on Drummond? Yeah. I think we need him. I agree with LZ. I agree with uh, Big C called before me. It's a necessity, especially for right now. I mean, it, we're in trouble. I remember the day where Damian Jones had to start because Gasol was out. And Trez doesn't have that much height. We need, we need some height. And also, too, it, it seems like AD isn't coming back sooner than we think. And saying. we're going to need someone to at least help in it. I know Drummond can also score in the paint knife. So we need someone to help close out these games. And it also feels like Brooklyn is grabbing all these guys the way the Clippers did last year. Yeah, so it, does, nice it, it does feel like that. That it, Thank you for the call, David. It does feel like that a little bit. All right, I'm going to sneak one more in before we play our game, overrated, okay. underrated, or pro- properly rated. It's Devon in Long Beach says that LZ will hate his take. Why Why would LZ hate your take, Devon? What is your take? Uh, my take is that basically um, the same way that a lot of owners in the NBA were being petty and kept Chris Paul from coming to the Lakers, um, if – Dan Gilbert wants to be petty and keep Andre Drummond from coming to help LeBron, then oh well. The Lakers are my team, but oh well. <laughs> I just I don't have any sympathy for it. And I know LZ, LeBron's your dude, and uh, all the help that we could get would be helpful. It, it'd be great if we could get a Drummond, but if we can't, then oh well. We didn't get, get Chris Paul for we, basketball we, reasons. We did not get Chris Paul. That That is true. Um, I don't think, and I've, I think I've been fairly consistent with this, I never thought it was a race just for Drummond, but it's a race to get bigger. Okay. And Andre Drummond is the name that's floating right there. So when I say we need him, I'm saying we need what he has to offer. Yeah. I can I, agree. I can definitely agree to that. I, Devon, thank you so much, buddy. Have a great day. Devon Thanks, Long Beach drops off. All right. Coming up next, we've got overrated, underrated, or properly rated, the game that is sweeping the city. Coming up in two minutes here on 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, fellas, over, under, overrated, underrated, properly rated is brought to you by Group Chats. Don't be the Android guy. So. Oh, look at you being witty to start <laughs> wow. this thing. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's on, Bergman. It is <laughs> on. Wow. It's been on, Bronny. It's been on. Don't be the Android guy. It's a real wow. thing. Uh, all right. So let's start off in Major League Baseball. And I've been seeing a lot. There's been a lot of discussion about the Dodgers and how they have this giant payroll. They have a $245 million payroll. They are is the most in baseball by a large margin. Is the discussion around their payroll, despite being made of a roster that's mostly homegrown, overrated, underrated, or properly rated? And LZ, we'll start with you. Overrated. Haters going to hate. Haters going to hate. They're trying to say we're buying championships. No, maybe we're growing championships. And then we're taking care of them once they're fully developed. So anyone who criticizes the Dodgers for quote-unquote buying championships – are just teams that are doing the same but have no chips to show for it. Um, while I agree with your overall premise, LZ, I will say that if you look at their salaries at the moment, uh, Trevor Bauer is their highest-paid salary, who is a free agent. Mookie Betts was a trade, and he's their third-highest salary at the moment. A.J. Pollock is their fifth-highest salary, and David Price is their seventh-highest salary. So... I think that because the roster has changed some, I think there's this narrative out there um, that isn't completely accurate because, again, those are only a handful of guys that I mentioned. Um, Now, they do account for a large portion uh, of the pie, but it's not the largest portion of the pie, that's for sure. I would say it's properly rated because while you can talk about homegrown talent, and that's fair, And, George, you bring up uh, talent that has been brought in from the outside that's highly paid, and that's also a fair conversation to have. The end-all, be-all is you can develop on the farm, you can draft, you can cultivate. But if you've got an open checkbook to go out and get what you need and then lock it up, um, that's something that the Dodgers have. And for those that don't have that, well, tough. But let me just tell you something. San Diego complained about that forever, and then all of a sudden their payroll exploded from out of nowhere. So new ownership with deep pockets stopped complaining about small market, and they started anting up. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I do think it's just properly rated. I think that they are a high payroll, and they they have added a lot of guys. But that's what you're supposed to do when you have a championship team, right? Like when you're trying to I, win. I, I think that when you're in it to win it, you have a window, and you take advantage of that. I don't feel like that should be viewed as a negative. Like, okay, who cares? So what? By the way, there are plenty of teams in baseball that aren't spending money and aren't really trying to win. And I say credit to the Dodgers for continuing to spend for wanting to win. And that's something that Clayton Kershaw talked about about a month ago. Like, hey, we're still in this thing trying to win it. Right. All right. What's next, Greg? All right. So I've been, this is maybe a little bit personal, but I've been having some stomach issues and I'm thinking about going on a cleanse. 
and oh. I've never done it before. I've did, but I feel like maybe now time to do it. And so, George, are cleanses overrated, underrated, or poorly rated? Oh no, 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 no! This is underrated. Okay, a a, a natural colon cleanse is the way to go. First of all, um, there are people who do this regularly. Is uh, you know is relative? No, they um, do it. Because it, I'm talking about regularly, like a, a couple of times of ye, a year. Yeah, what do they call that procedure where you go in? Oh, no, that's they, a colonoscopy. No, no, not that procedure. Another oh. one where they clean it all out. What's that one called? Oh, I, like a flush? Uh, it's sort of a flush, but I'm not sure that's what they call it. But they oh, call it something. Okay, okay. well, n nonetheless, um, I, I, there are plenty of cleanses and ways to do it. it. If you do it correctly and you follow like the guidelines of a medical professional, it is good for you to do occasionally. It's not something you should be doing regularly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I, I actually think it would be good for you. You'd never have any idea what kind of junk you got in your intestines, bro. Like, um, and my guess is, you know, you've been complaining about not uh, having the greatest eating habits over the pandemic. Um, so <laughs> Maybe. I, I, I feel like it's, it's a good way to get your body right and then kind of – but you got to take advantage of it because you're going to lose some weight, clearly. Um, you got to then – Focus in on what your goals are from a uh, health and body perspective from there. Don't just do it and be like, all right, I'm going back to eating hot dogs at Five Guys, like Cap mentioned or whatever. They're really because good. Because that, that's not going to help. Start having a healthier lifestyle if you're going to do that. I'm not saying you can't have, you know, fast food or whatever occasionally, but just, you know, start it over. Hit, hit the reset button. Is so it called I would a say, high colonic? Have you ever heard of that? Colonic, yes, that's what it's called. Colonic. Is that yeah. what we're talking about here? I mean, I, sort of, right? That's, that's kind of what you're talking about. I'm not. This this is uncomfortable for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think like, it's good. It's good for your body cool. occasionally to reset. Go, yes. go go get yourself a salad, dog. What you doing? <laughs> get some roughage. Like, I I don't I don't want to prescribe a, a cure without knowing what the ailment is. You said stomach issues, which could be a thousand and one different things. So I don't yeah, want to say. How about a doctor? Start there. Yeah, you know, I don't know what's going on with your stomach. It's, it's just not in a good place. That's all I'm going to say. That still tells me nothing. Yeah, I'll go check it out. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I, think I think your well, stomach problems you know are not cleanse, diet. A good cleanse. No, I think you know you're, you're – the, There's a specific uh, doctor for the, um, you know, the digestive tract. What are those people called? Um, a okay. bootyologist. Yeah. <laughs> not a bootyologist. Not a proctologist or a – Oh, no, let's see. Uh Come on, doctor who deals with stomach problems. Have you, have you tried the natural tea? Gastroenterologist. Like Gastroenterologist. Yeah, that's yeah. that's who you need to see, Greg. Way too many syllables. Oh, have you man. done dandelion teas and things like that first? Dandelion. No, tea. I don't even. I don't even know what a dandelion tea. is. A little chamomile, maybe well, occasionally. Well, dandelions are these, you know, flowers that grow in the field. I know what a, dandelions are. Well, the tea is like the you know, it's the byproduct when you seep those leaves in hot water. Yeah. I think stomach and, problems. And they're good for digestive system. Yeah. I'm really homeopathic when it comes to that. Yeah. Your, your stomach problems, I think, are a byproduct of stress, not necessarily just purely diet. I think your, your daily stress of, of everything sports, I mean, the, 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 the life and death nature with which you look at sports, I think is creating tremendous stress inside your body. And I think that's manifesting in your stomach issues. I don't know what's going on your stomach. You could just simply be eating something you're allergic to. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I don't even know what you're upset about. Yeah, go go see a gastroenterologist. Go do that. We we have good insurance around here. Take advantage of it. 
We do. We do. All right. The last one is going to be for Cap. So this this date in 1966, the Beach Boys began recording recording God Only Knows for their album Pet Sounds, which is one of the top uh, one of the top albums of all time. Cap, are the Beach Boys overrated, underrated, or properly rated? I'd say the Beach Boys are properly rated. I think that the Beach Boys are perceived to be a 60s, 70s, uh, feel-good Southern California beach vibe. They were able to extend it to like appearances forever and ever and ever because they've got songs that are somewhat timeless. A couple of songs I know I like, Be True to Your School. Like every girl and guy, be true to your school now. Let your colors fly high. Be true to your school. Yeah, I like the Beach Boys for a couple of songs here and there. I'm okay with them. I'd say properly rated. Um, I would go properly rated as well. Like I, I look at the Beach Boys as a product of their era, much like you said, Cap. And I think that um, they, you know, I feel like in that generation, you know, when people looked at Southern California, they were they they were kind of the first thing that came up in their minds, right? Like if you had no idea about Southern California, you're like, yeah, the beach boys, I know that, you know what I mean? Like, so they served their purpose for a time and they had some pretty good songs. Um, you know, they're not in necessarily in my rotation, but, um, but yeah, I would say properly rated. I would say underrated. Oh, okay. I think they're underrated because usually people, when they talk about bands, immediately they go, you know, Beatles, Rolling Stones, and then, you know, the Beach Boys may get mentioned in someone's top 10 or top 5. They may not, depending upon, you know, your ear. Obviously, we got all the music from Motown to, to consider as well. Um, but I think in terms of their cultural influence and the people who um, took elements of their sound, the way they took elements of other people's sound to create their own vibe, I think is underrated. Plus, the Fat Boys sampled them, so they can't be all bad. Fat Boys. They did. The Fat Boys did sample it. Shout out, by the way, rest in peace, Prince Marky D yes, of the sir. Fat Boys, who passed away. You know, I worked with him, LZ, in the same building at a radio station. And I remember he worked at the hip-hop station. I worked at the sports station. And I would go there every afternoon before he started his shift. And all I would do is ask him questions about those days. And, man, did he have great stories. So, since oh, you mentioned man. it, shout out to Prince Marky D, who passed away recently. Just an incredible, incredible stretch of music that time period was and their movies were funny i loved them as a the, kid yep absolutely disorderlies yeah. baby yeah yeah so there they are all you can eat <laughs> yeah <laughs> all you can eat <laughs> yeah, they did that that, they, that, that was their thing the that can was eat, their baby. signature yes right, that's exactly what they were known for all right yeah. that is overrated underrated properly rated coming up next the three-point line. Man, this thing has become an issue now all of a sudden. Can, does the league need to change the three-point line? There's been some discussions. We'll tell you about that coming up in two minutes. But first, Kiki with traffic. What's up, Kiki? Hey, George. Thank you so much. I'm going to head downtown LA, 101 southbound between Los Angeles Street and Bigness All Lane shut down in both directions. Traffic is stopped from Hollywood Boulevard. North is jammed from the five. You could take Cesar Chavez to get around this police activity. This report sponsored by Taco Bell. Eat like you with Taco Bell's $5 Build Your Own Cravings Box. Pick from some of your favorites to create your own personalized box. 
complete with a medium fountain drink exclusively online or on the app for a limited time tax extra at a limited participating Taco Bell location near you. I'm Kiki with your traffic 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. So Bergman, how many people are now sending you uh, cleanses? I got a, I got a couple of them. Like this one guy is telling me. Uh, let me see. What did he say? Call it a cure. Uh, it's a, it's from Alfonso, and he said, "Do the purium cleanse." P u r i i u m cleanse. Okay, but it doesn't sound like you need a cleanse based on what you were talking about in the break. It sounds like your body's already naturally cleansing, and that's not a good <laughs> cleansing well, too not. much. Yeah, it's cleansing too much. Exactly. So maybe yeah. this isn't a good you, idea. Is that the reason why there's like long gaps of you being on air and stuff? Maybe. Has Maybe. it happened during the show? <laughs> no, no, it hasn't happened. Thankfully, there's been times where my stomach is, you know, grumbling a little bit. Oh. But then <laughs> I just wait till the show's over. I I'm actually – no, you should just go. Like, it would actually be a good – I mean, you know, hopefully you're going to be okay. But it would be, be good for the bit, worry. you know? Like, yeah. Are you <laughs> drinking extremely dark, thick coffee in the mornings, Bergman? I do drink black coffee. I thought you were going a different direction with that. I'm glad you said coffee. <laughs> well, coffee is a natural diuretic. Yeah. It is. See? Yeah. See? Um, but I don't think that's the issue. No, I don't either. No. Uh, I mean, go see a doctor, bro. And then let us know. No, no, no. Don't. No. Don't see a doctor. Be a man. Suffer yeah. in silence until right. it's yeah. too late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's what I'm doing. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you don't want to go see a doctor because you're petrified of what the results might be. I'm with LZ. Be a man. And freaking go see a doctor, and and you know, listen, man, you got to go deal with reality. You know, you can't just this thing's not going to get better by itself. You might be very, very sick all of a sudden, Bergman. Now you got me nervous. Yeah, I got so some of my uh, my uh, Latino friends are weighing in and say that uh, Bergman, you got to stay off vitamina Che. Uh, che is the uh, <laughs> is ch in Spanish, Che, which means chucheria. Which means junk food in Spanish. That's that's your you're you you. I gotta feel like you you gotta redo the diet. I feel like I, well, you gotta see a doctor first. We gotta redo the diet. Sure, I don't have a lot of junk food though. We don't put a lot of junk food in the house anymore because of what was happening when I was two hundred and twenty pounds. Well, but so, uh, you may have done that damage already. Is what we're talking about. Uh, two hundred and twenty pounds. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was two hundred and twenty pounds when the pandemic first started. It was a it was a bad situation. Where were you eating everything? Uh, yeah, everything. There was a, there was pizza. There was a lot of pizza. Um, we would get a lot of fast food. It was just bad because it was easy. You know, you can have it delivered. And yeah, oh my I, god, I didn't fast my food bed. delivery. Oy vey, man. Like seriously, like DoorDash and Uber Eats and all these things that have now become like a regular part of people's lives. And people are calling McDonald's to be delivered by DoorDash. I'm like, whoa, dude, really? Like you just go drive through. It's cool. Nope, I'm having that Big Mac delivered. The yeah. Mason syndrome. Mason gets Popeyes delivered to his house. I mean, for the love of God, like just no. go, go, go get it. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna do that, drive uh, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, By I, the I way, I will say if you're gonna get fast food delivered, Popeyes is not a bad route. That's it, it, fair. It's, it's um, not bad. So you, you are Vitamina Che. 
chatarra or chuchería depends on uh, what uh, dialect in Spanish you want to use. Let's so I start think with the high colonic, dude. Go get a high colonic. No, he doesn't need a high colonic. Let His him, body is flowing too much yeah, i think they'll they'll scrape off a lot of the junk that's on his intestines listen just go yeah. eat some flour just some just eat some flour man yeah yeah get, get do the uh what is it called um eat some breads banana some breads. Yeah, yeah right grains what is that what yes. is that called the bland diet right is it is it banana um god what is that called what is that supposed to sure. do slow you down oh, a, oh, oh yeah yeah, oh, you yeah want to tighten yeah, things yeah. up i got you okay yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to cork it is yeah. what you want to do. Okay. You don't want to cork it because that's a whole other brat. issue. It's called the brat <laughs> diet. That's what it's called. The brat diet. The yeah. brat diet. The like brat, the rapper? Brat diet. Yeah, like no, like not like brat brat as in bananas, <laughs> rice, yeah. applesauce, and toast. Oh. <laughs> Thought you were talking about Funkified. I was no, like, no, what? Not, hey, not, that. Okay, not, not right. that. Or not dub brat. No. I not, feel not, for not you though, Bergman, because yeah. you know, if your stomach is hurting like that and you're constantly in and out of the bathroom, you know. And, like, you're making noises, and it's disgusting, you know, and your girlfriend probably is like, ugh, gross, you know? Yeah, you probably should go to a doctor. Anyway, um, so the three-point line, no no easy transition. I'm just nice going transition, right Nice transition. No, there's no easy transition. <laughs> Good yeah, so the three-point line. Yeah, Speaking of booty, yeah. uh, the three-point line has made the NBA booty. Uh, do, you go, do you think that, LZ? Do you think the game is worse because of the three-point line? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I feel the same way. I'm, I'm really consistent when it comes to this kind of perspective about sports. I like big serves. I don't want to see a match with nothing but big serves. Oh, I like, tennis. Right. I agree. Right, yeah. right. I like home runs. I don't want to see only scoring by home runs. Okay. And I like three-point shooting, but I don't want to see a game in which that is the only shot being taken. So, Kevin Arnovitz, our colleague here at ESPN, had a front-page story on ESPN.com today about this, about the NBA's problem with the three-point line. And, by the way, our buddy Kirk Goldsberry at ESPN has also written about this over the last couple of months, too. And there's been a lot of different suggestions about it, like how to handle it, what to do. Um, and I, I'm with you, LZ. When everyone, it was different when it was just like the Warriors and Rockets doing that initially, you know what I mean, like doing the crazy numbers, right? But now everybody's playing that way for the most part. So there's not any difference between the teams right because even when even when that was happening you still had like the memphis grizzlies right with gasol right. and and mike yep. conley and those guys the grit and grind right like they were doing it differently so there, but there's no variation to the style of play i think so that that hurts too um i i do think they need to move it back i would get rid of the corners and just move the line back some. They've done that before. They've moved the line back but i would eliminate the corners because the corners are the easiest shot to make from a three-point uh, distance. It is I, I think, tried you know, and true theory. I, but i got to just give you guys a differing perspective here. I think the three-point shot is what people really like now. I, okay. feel like, I feel like, okay, look, people want to see home runs. Yeah, we, we want to see home runs. Seeing a home run is the most exciting thing going on. Um, people it's not. Wanna, it's people not. Want, it's play well, at the plate. People, well, okay, but people want to see in, in football – they want to see more offense. So football has adjusted its rules to create more offense. And in basketball, the three-point shot, because it's worth three points, means that over the course of a generation, more kids have become great shooters uh, from long range. And I think people like that. I mean, I feel like the three-point shot is a good thing. Now, 
the notion of maybe backing up the three-point line is kind of a good idea, but nobody ever raised the hoop to 11 feet because people were dunking too much. No, um, I, I mean, listen, the reality is, is that it's more about a copycat league than anything else, and that the Warriors were successful with the three-point shot, and so they're being copied, and we're just sitting back waiting for the next evolution of the game. But until then... um. I wouldn't like. I like your idea, George. I also like the idea of just having like four or five spots that are three point spots, like Rocket Jock. Like exactly. Oh and well, like, actually, well, not don't go that far from the three point competition. They had those two Mountain Dew balls, right? Yeah. Remember those this cool weekend? green balls? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. From a different spot, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I, I, I do believe that this. What we're witnessing is very similar to the the year that the league experimented with moving the line up, and there were all sorts of people taking threes then, and it just kind of devalued the three because it was so much closer. Now the three is being devalued because it's so often used, and we all know what happens when things get saturated. You get bored by it. So I think they need to find a way to bring play at the rim back. Because that's what brought the league to the fore. It wasn't the three-point shooting. It was the opportunity to embarrass someone at the rim. Uh, That is still the thing that um, I think most people still like. Maybe we should put up a poll. Um, What amazes you more in a game? Like the long-distance crazy threes or... uh, Catching a body. Right, catching a body at the rim, a dunk at the rim. Because, man... Now, granted, not everybody can pull this off, but when you watch Dame and Steph pulling up from, like, half court, basically, and those shots are in their range, like, that's insane. Like, Steph Curry shoots 38% from beyond 30 feet, and Damian Lillard is also in that similar range, like 38 39%. It, it is – if you move it back, I think it, it becomes a more, a more of a specialty shot. Uh, and, and I think that – to your point, LZ, if you want to develop that game of different strategies, it does allow room for that. If you move the three-point back, the three-point line back, you know what happened in two or three or four years, and maybe it wouldn't even take that long. Everybody would adjust. I mean, this is just the way so? I look at it. Yeah, I maybe. do. I mean, I, I, I don't think know, so. man. I don't know. There are a You're couple guys that. who are who are barely making it right now. I'm just saying that I think everybody would then just go to go to work on it. You know, like okay, three points are here now, so I got to just shoot, 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 okay. shoot more. But you, but you know what's really I think has taken away from the value of the game isn't necessarily just the three point shots. It's the fact that effectively people are starting to devalue the two point shot. That that is interesting, LZ. Let's ask Michael Thompson about that because he's going to join us next in the next segment. We're going to be back in three minutes. 710 ESPN.